We've got a race shaping up for the mayor of Louisville. We'll talk about the latest candidate to enter the fray, plus some troubling news out of Churchill Downs. That's all next on the Access Louisville podcast. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Jason Thomas. What it is. Brooke Timmons. Hey, hey. And Marty Finley. How's it going? Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news, plus plenty of sharp opinions on what's going down here in Louisville, Kentucky. First, we're going to talk about that mayor's race. Uh, Marty, who's this new high-profile candidate that just joined the race? Yeah, so this is actually our first mayor entering a mayor's race. Uh, it's the Jefferson Town mayor, Bill Duruff. Uh, mm-hmm. he, uh, he's actually not formally announced yet, but he put out a media advisor just letting people know he's going to have a, a campaign event next week. And I think it's June 9th out there in J-Town, and he's going to kind of outline his bio and yeah. his platform and, um, and throw his hat uh, in the ring. Um, he, he would join David James, the Metro Council president, as the two elected officials mm-hmm. so far in the race. So maybe end up being more since mm-hmm. we've got a long way to go uh, before um, we know what the full slate will look like. But, yeah, I was going to ask yeah, you, when, when is that race? Or when is the, that? The race will be the end of 2022. Okay. Um, of course, uh, Mayor Fisher's term limited. Uh, this is his third final term, uh, which will end on, I think, in January of 2023. So we'll have a new mayor. Uh, a little over a year from now, you know, a year and okay. two months. So that's a long way. Yeah. Um, so there's plenty of time for other people to jump in. <laughs> yeah. so. It's already exactly. a crowded field, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We've got like five that. or six people in it um, that I know of. There may be yeah. some smaller candidates that I'm not even aware of, but there's several that's already entered. And some have been in it a few months. So, yeah. Um, you know, I know David James joined the race uh, several months ago. So, David James, a councilman um, and uh, former police officer, uh, yeah. uh, LMPD officer. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what's his council district? I can't, I can't recall. Uh, he, he represents part, his council uh, his district includes part of downtown. Mm-hmm. So, I can't remember some of the just off the top of my head, but I know yeah. that his, his kind of touches yeah. downtown. It's kind of, part you know district four is downtown but then his district i think takes him part of downtown too so yeah and then nearby. Uh, duraf of course uh mayor of j-town and uh I, I and then we also got craig greenberg in that race he's the yeah uh, former 21c museum hotel ceo now mm-hmm. part owner of ovw uh high valley wrestling with uh matt jones oh yeah KSL. i forgot about that <laughs> <laughs> so i follow ovw on uh Twitter, they've been really active of late. So, uh, yeah. So, are all these? Uh, so, we got Dariff, we got uh, David James, Craig Greenberg. Like you said, there's a few other people in that race as well. Mm-hmm. Um, are, are so far the people have that that have put out their candidacy? Are these all Democrats, or are there any? Uh, I think most of them are. Uh, I know Dariff is a Republican, um, so okay. he would be, but he may be the only one that is Republican. I know Greenberg is a Democrat. I believe. Uh, I know. Uh, uh, David James is, um, okay. and I believe the other, there's some activists, some like community organizers, activists that are in it. I believe they're registered yeah. Democrat too, but I, I know, the, I know Duraf is Republican. Mm-hmm. Is there a dark horse out there who hasn't? I mean, there, there's been name, just there's, there's been name after there's speculation, name, you know, yeah. and some have said they're not going to run. Um, Teresa Reno Weber, I think was, her name was in there, uh, Metro United Way. 
Mm-hmm. She Mary said Ellen she's Weider not running. Role. Mary Ellen Weatherall. She said that she's not running. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even heard like Gil Holland and some others, you know, uh, mm-hmm. names being floated. So, um, you know, there's t- t- there's several business people that could potentially, you know, you think may may make a run, mm-hmm. but uh, but there's been a lot of speculation. Some have said, no, I'm definitely not, and there's some I think maybe uh, not ruling it out, but um, it was a f- it, my, my my dark horse would probably Mary Ellen before she came out and said. Yeah. She wasn't running, so oh, okay. but I don't know who that would be at this particular moment in time. There was a U.S. attorney that we asked him if they were running. It was uh, the former was U.S. It Russell attorney. Coleman. Russell Coleman. That's right. Yeah. I think we asked him, and he flat said no. So yeah, I think he <laughs> that he's not running. He would well, have been we, a Republican. So. We speculated years and years ago about Mary Ellen becoming yeah, well, mayor, yeah. future yeah. mayor. Actually, and we put that on the cover story. Like on the co- yeah, we did a cover <laughs> I, story. I wrote a story years ago, and the headline was "Mayor in the Making" with a question mark. <laughs> right, right. right, yeah. Uh, so, but she says she's not doing it. So, I don't know. It's an interesting race. Uh, what um, What do you guys think? Like the biggest issue is going to be in the mayoral race. I got to believe it's public safety. I mean, the rise going to be one of the biggest. Yeah. The, the number of murders last year and this, and it's already looking bad this year. Like surely public safety is going to be the issue of the mayor's race. And then you've got the downtown issues, which there's an element of public safety uh, to that. Economic as well. development will be. Bad, I was going to say economic development has got to be up there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Uh, how about you, Jason? What do you think the, the biggest yeah. issue is going to be? I think unifying the city is going to be huge, especially, you know, zeroing in on downtown and, you know, uh, public safety is a part of that, but just bringing that downtown back to life and uh, bringing people back together. Cause so many people are you know, <laughs> so scared to go downtown these days for whatever mm-hmm. reason. So it's, right. you know, that's the core of our, that's the lifeblood of our city. So making that a, an approachable place is going to be important. that and and lmpd reform you know i know that's yeah. Uh, yeah. a huge thing uh you've got uh the new police chief in there uh and, and it just seems like you know you hear all these uh stories coming out that courier journal had the story about the uh cops throwing slushies at uh homeless people uh and uh, you know and that came directly from the chief the chief was the one who who brought that up well maybe didn't bring it up but confirmed it um and uh you know so you've got these kind of stories you've got the trust issues uh you know in the wake of the brianna taylor shooting so there's and then you've got employee just keeping employees on that department that's been an issue for years um, a lot of uh, I've heard even going back to uh, the former chief uh, that uh, a, a lot of good officers are leaving for the suburban departments mm-hmm. such as J-Town and St. Matthews. Um, and uh, and, you know, so so they have a hard time, you know, keeping uh, all the uh, positions filled at LMPD. So uh, even apart from people who say defund the police, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're not up to staff <laughs> as it is. So even, even, even at the funding level they have. So, uh, so I think that's, uh, that's obviously going to be a big issue too. Of course, you know, we're, you know, business reporters, we don't cover LMPD that much, but uh, I think this, this race is going to be more about, uh, about that than business issues. But I think you're right, Jason, you know, as far as 
and, and Brooke too, I think you said economic development. So, um, so I think that's going to be an element of it, but, uh, uh, what's a trait that you guys really want to see in the next mayor? Who, what's something that you, uh, that you want to see out of your next mayor? Um, Jason, I'll go to you on this one again. I think, you know, just, um, genuineness, transparency, being out in, in, you know, in the public, out in the neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, neighborhoods that you wouldn't expect to see politicians, especially the mayor, you know, West End minority areas, just getting out there. And, and I think that goes to my point about the biggest issue facing the city is that unification, you know, going back to Breonna Taylor and, you know, and everything that's Mm -hmm. involved with that and that social unrest. So just being present, I think is important. Yeah. How about you, Brooke? I would say um, Jason is totally right on that, you know, like unifying the city and, you know, just getting out in the different neighborhoods that are all very characteristically different. You know, you have all of these different neighborhoods that like build together our one big city and, you know, understanding and appreciating all of the different things and bringing us all together to form the one big city. I think the, the next mayor has you know, really their work cut out for them for the topics that we've just talked about, you know, Mm -hmm. like there's, there's, you know, a big task at hand to, to do a lot of things that are, that need to be done. And, um, just really recognizing who's up for that challenge. Yeah. I think I just want to see someone who has accomplished, uh, a lot in their career before, uh, taking on the mayoral role. I don't know if I want to see a business person or, a or a politician, um, which, which it doesn't matter to me, uh, about background that much. Like that's, you know, that's not a huge thing for me. It's just someone who has a, a good resume, who, uh, who has a track record, uh, either in business or, you know, public service to, or nonprofits to, uh, um, to, to really put things together. That's what I want to see. Just someone with an, you know, a really accomplished track record. Cause this city is facing so many huge issues that it is. we're going to need yeah. somebody with a like seasoned hand to like really, I mean, to get us out of this. And, um, you know, I don't think mayor Fisher can get the kind of support. Like, I don't think people can get behind mayor Fisher anymore. Uh, his, his tenure in office has been so tarnished by the events of the last year. Um, with the Brianna Taylor, uh, shooting. Also, even before that, people were saying, get Steve Conrad out of there now. And then like, like that, that pot was boiling and everybody was saying that pot is going to boil over. And that's <laughs> yeah. what happened. And, it, and, and this, this is where we're at. Uh, Cause I remember the, the city council voted no confidence in him. You know, ye- this was years before any of that stuff hit the van. And now here we are, you know, we have a mess to clean up. So uh, I'm tired of panels and commissions and committees. I want to see action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And and we got to, and, and we're going to hopefully talk about this downtown revitalization commission and their report. Um, so hopefully next week, I'm trying to get a guest on for next week to talk about that. So, so there is that kind of, uh, you know, um, you know, we've seen a lot of that. You're right. We're seeing a lot of commissions and that sort of thing. So anyway, Marty, I'm going to let you skip that question. Cause you're probably going to be covering this race for us. So I don't want you to, <laughs> uh, to step into that, but, uh, um, I think we'll switch gears. We'll talk about Churchill downs a little bit. That's been a big talker this week in town. Speaking of bad news, I mean, between the political situation, the University of Louisville and the bat and the recruiting situation. And now we've got this horse racing situation. It's like, can we pile on more bad news? 
uh, our, uh, our most important wait, I don't, I don't ask here. I take it back. Yeah. I don't ask if we can pile on more bad news because we probably can't. You know basketball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God. <laughs> that's a tough school to love, but that's another topic. We'll, we'll talk about horse racing here. Big to- talker this week. Um, a second uh, positive drug test for Medina Spirit um of a banned substance uh after winning the kentucky derby they haven't taken medina spirits derby crown away yet but uh that's looking like something that's going to happen uh and uh legendary trainer uh bob baffert suspended uh by churchill downs this week in in relation to that so jason i guess uh where are we at now? Uh, we're kind of waiting, right? Yeah, he pretty much yeah summed it up there. He, his uh, Bavert's attorneys confirmed the, you know, the positive test for a beta methazone. I think I'm mm-hmm. pronouncing that correctly. If not, it's got to be pretty darn Good close. Good for you so. remembering the name of that. I couldn't remember. I was like, talking, I was like there's no way. Well, I'm familiar with my banned substances. You, know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you sure know your roids. <laughs> you wouldn't tell by looking at me. Uh, yeah, so he's been suspended for two years, effective immediately, and that's through the 2023 spring meet. And, you know, Churchill said they reserve the right to suspend him even further if, if more comes out. Um, the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission, it's up to them if they're going to disqualify Medina Spirit as the Derby winner. So, you know, this is a long trail of, of instances for Baffert. I think it's five tests in the past year that have come back suspicious. And mm-hmm. New York Times reported it was close to 40 over several years. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not looking good for him. So we'll, we'll see yeah. what happens. This reminds me of... Um... And we'll get we'll get into this later, but the uh, the Barry Bonds doping situation the year that he you know got the home run record kind of thing kind of <laughs> same thing. But um, so do you think it seriously hurts the sport? Brooke, I'll go to you on this one. You're a fan of the sport. You you go to church. I was actually at the track last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, it seems like every time I look on Instagram, you're at a horse race lately. So do you think this is a uh, uh, you know something that seriously hurts the sport? Um. I think twofold. So I think for like the casual fan, for the people who like to go out and socialize, like I do at the track, you know, it's, it was a fun night out to, you know, it, it rained a little bit and then it would turn into a beautiful evening. And mm-hmm. it was just, it was great to, to be outside and to enjoy some time with some friends and family uh, last night. So I think for the casual people, no, it doesn't hurt it. Right. But I think that like, you know, for the, the people who are, you know, more at the, the core of the sport, I think it does have some like serious impact and effect um, to the sport, but, uh, you know, yeah, it, it depends on where you are. Yeah. Well, see where I'm at, I would call myself a casual fan, but hey. one thing that, that turns me off of it is I want to think that the horses are being treated right. Exactly. And if I invite, when I hear doping, I think these, these animals aren't being treated right. You know, if it's just, let's just let some horses run. That's one thing horses like to run. Uh, mm-hmm. but, um, but when I hear doping, I'm like, Oh, what are they doing to these poor animals? So that, that, that scares me about the sports. So it does, what, but it also, it also, the fact that they're testing and catching it and those that's instances, good. Yeah. you know, that, you know, gives kind of like a positive spin on that. Yeah. Even in a race so prestigious as the Kentucky Derby, at least they, you know, they're willing to, you know, the regulators are willing to put a black eye on the sport, you know, for the sake of this, yeah. you know, and for I, this you integrity. Know, so that's it, especially somebody like Baffert. I mean, this is like the top of yeah, the top. And Baffert, right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it, Churchill Downs is taking this very seriously with, you know, all of their reactions in this. Um, so, yeah. 
Jason, what do you think? Uh, just real quickly, I misspoke a little bit earlier. Bedford has been cited for 29 instances over four decades. So that's that's a lot. According to the New York Times, that's still yeah. a mm-hmm. lot. Not quite 40, but a ton. I, I'm with Bro. You know, the casual fan, I don't think they really care, quite honestly. But if, you know, you're in horse racing, it's got to put a tarnish on, on everything. And then, you know, there's been a dark cloud for a while. You go back to Santa Anita with all the horses that, have, that just oh. kept dying mm-hmm. and dying. And, yeah. you know, so it's it's definitely something that is affecting the, the insiders and, and people in the industry i would have to think but if you're just someone like us who you know casually goes to races i don't i don't think it really registers yeah. much and like it's a part of louisville's mystique you know the mm-hmm. horse racing we got this kind of old-timey thing going on part of our what, mystique or charm or whatever yeah. so go one on, thing sorry, i'd like to note about the suspension just for those that are not aware the suspension applies to all churchill downs racetracks not just louisville so if he's oh, okay. going Arlington or anywhere else, they own six or seven tracks. I'm not sure how many, but he's basically banned from all of them for two years. Yeah. So it's not just one track. It's going to be multiple states. Uh, I would multiple think states. that if they take his Kentucky Derby title away, I mean, do you think other uh, tracks would be like, I mean, it's possible. out of here, you know? It's I mean, possible. Like... I mean, the one thing also, you know, we talk about the the legacy of the sport. You know, Baffert was, this is his seventh Derby, uh, mm-hmm. derby win. I mean, mm-hmm. does this does this put any kind of a damper on his career and his other victories, even yeah. if they're clean? Like, oh, what does that to, do man. to his what does that do to his legacy and his Derby legacy in particular? That's more what impact impact us here is. You know, what's mm-hmm. his you know his his time and, and his success in the Derby? Is there going to so, be an asterisk I, by his name in the record books? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's time will tell. Um, I don't really know the answer yet, but it, it's something that I think, you know is going to be questioned in the future, just like Barry Bonds is questioned today. And, you know, Mark McGuire and some of these guys that was tied to steroids. I mean, they're, they're always going to have a black mark next to their names. So yeah. Bonds deserves to be in the hall of fame. You but, set uh, me up. Great, Marty, for the next <laughs> question. I was going to say there've been cheating. There's cheating scandals in sports and that, you know, like NCAA, there's always a recruiting scandal to talk about MLB with uh, the human growth hormones. Uh, so I guess, is this just a reality of professional sports that fans have to deal with that we're going to have these kind of moments in sports that are, that, that, that we're going to, that we're going to have to put asterisks besides things. We're going to have to debate about Barry Bonds and, and stuff like that. Like, is that just something I, that all sports have to put up with? I honestly think cheating has been going on. I mean, you got to go back to the, what was the Black Sox scandal in the early Oh, yeah. 1900s. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's it's been, been going on for, but I think the problem now is it's harder Pete Rose, to cheat. if you want to. Yeah. It's harder to cheat and get away with it between the advancements and regulations and ways to catch these things, but also social media. It's really hard to cheat and not, and they're not to be breadcrumbs with mm-hmm. social Tom media Brady. and iPhones and all this stuff. <laughs> it's just, it's just, I think it's just harder and your people are getting caught more. Uh-huh. And then it looks like there's more cheating. I don't think there's more cheating. I just think that we have become more sophisticated in finding it and rooting it out. So yeah. I think it's been there for right. a long, yeah. long time. It's You're just, probably we right think that it's been there. For we a think there's more, <laughs> but I think it's yeah. just more of it's coming to light. And maybe in the, you know maybe the the net result of that is that it, at some point there'll be less cheating in sports because it's going to be harder to do it. That would be my hope. Is that as these scandals keep piling up, not only in, you know, the main, the big three or four, but in all these sports, 
you know, it's just going to be harder to do it. And it's, and it's not going to be worth the risk for a lot of these people. So yeah. that might I be think, one that positive. I think that, I, I think you're optimistic about that. <laughs> I right? I think people are always going to find a way to cheat. So like no, I'm not yeah. saying that, that door closes and the side window opens. No, I don't so. think there'll be, I'm not saying there'll be no cheating. I'm just saying there could be a reduction. Yeah. It may not be worth it to some people, but yes, there'll always be cheaters. I don't think that's ever going to change. Uh, you know, it just, I want to just live in this bubble of innocence where there's no cheating. And, uh, you know, I, and I'm, I'm a big Tom Brady fan and, uh, or I was, he's kind of fallen out of favor with me these last few years, especially now he's with Tampa Bay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, there was always like, there was all the deflate gate <laughs> questions and stuff like that. And like, you know, you talk about, oh, they've won that game by like 40 points or something. So, uh, but anyway, there's, there's always that kind of stuff. And it just puts a damper on sports when you hear about any, any of this stuff. I love the, uh, the 2013 Louisville Cardinals and then they got their title taken away. I mean, just these things are heartbreaking when you hear about this kind of stuff. Uh, so, um, I don't know. It's like you, you want to get, you want to enjoy sports to take your mind off the harsh realities of the world. And then the harsh realities <laughs> of the world creep into sports with stuff like this. So, uh, it's so, so philosophical of you, David. <laughs> just it for me. Just, you know. Sports are supposed to be an escape, not a nightmare. I know. Exactly. Thank you. That was very well said. Um, all right. Let's see here. So do you think uh, horse racing uh, has a worse reputation than than these other sports or do you think they're all kind of all kind of the same jason i'll go to you on that question i don't think so i mean i think people just become almost numb to it i mean you look at you know the adidas scandal and how that affected college basketball and you know coaching and recruiting and i think kansas's bill self was even mentioned in, in that scandal and here they give him a lifetime contract mm -hmm. you know it's like they just flying to the face of the NCAA. So I think until these organizations get really serious about doing something about it and really cracking down that people are just going to, yeah, yeah that's how it is. You know, I, I think I've made this point before, but um, the thing that bothers me most about college basketball is all the recruiting and yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, stuff that goes on behind the scenes and, <laughs> And, and that's why pro yeah and we don't even know half of it and we don't even probably know a third of it and that's why pro sports i feel a little better about that because at least the money and everything is up front like you, yeah. you, you know why those players are playing it's for money and this is how much they're making like everyone knows their contracts and and that sort of thing and it's all at least it's up front and uh you know i'm sure it's not 100 transparent but um but at least no one's pretending that you know that these are uh that these this is anything else but a professional sports and and that's what i feel like the ncaa is doing uh that's why i'm a proponent of you know paying the players because at least we'll know what they're you know we'll know about all this stuff so i say it's there just bring it out up front so mm -hmm. um but anyway that's an that's another topic we're getting getting off of horse <laughs> racing there uh anyway i'll move on i'll get us to a lighter topic here um just uh something fun to wrap up the show uh heine brothers uh you know a local local coffee shop here in louisville has just uh announced that they're adding a drive-through only location uh that's going to be in fern creek they're going to tear down a former breakway i think uh, a break shop anyway uh in fern creek and put up this new uh drive-through only uh heine brothers they said they got good at drive-throughs during the pandemic uh because um 
they were able to, uh, you know, serve a lot of customers that way who didn't want to come in because of the uh, COVID-19. So now they're going to try drive through only and see how that works. Uh, They're also going to keep, you know, their regular shops too. Um, I just wanted to see like, you know, at a coffee shop, I haven't been to many lately, but what's your go-to order at a coffee shop? Brooke, I bet uh, you, you, you seem to always have some good stuff when you, when we were back around the office. So uh, what's your go-to order there or not a Heine brothers, but any, any coffee shop. So my go-to order, if I'm just like, have nothing else in mind, is it is an Americano with um, one or two pumps of vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, really great, uh, really great drink right there. Um, however, more recently, uh, Starbucks has introduced, uh, I know a competitor to Heine brothers, but Starbucks introduced a, um, a cold brew. It's called, um, the honey, it's like honey, almond milk, cold brew, mm-hmm. really good. Mm. Um, and then there's also a place, uh, by my house, uh, called bean, which is a local coffee shop oh, that I really bean. like love bean. Um, they have one called the smooth brew and it's a cold brew with almond milk in it. And I highly, I highly recommend those. So nice. How about you, Jason? Speaking of uh, cold brews, uh, I don't know if it's psychological, but I I have a hard time just drinking cold coffee. I'm I'm always just, even if it's hot outside. It took me a minute. Yeah. Be sure to make some of that at home. Sometimes, especially like early in the morning, I want a hot cup of coffee, even if it's hot outside. Um, But if I'm doing like late morning, something like that, I can go, I'll go cold cold brew route. I I took cold brew to the pool the other day. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. My go-to, I'm pretty boring when it comes to coffee at a coffee shop. I usually just get straight up coffee, but if I'm feeling adventurous or wanting something a little different, I'll go to the cafe mocha, get me a little chocolate fix in there, Mm -hmm. mix it up a little bit. If you do, go on, go ahead. I was going to say, Jason, try an Americano. Like that's a little bit of a spin on your traditional like brewed okay. coffee. So it's gotcha. espresso blended with water. And when mm. they meet, it makes a foam on the top. Oh. So, yeah. That sounds like a beautiful arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, I can't remember if you're a coffee drinker. No, I do not drink coffee. I never have. Mm, yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> well, worst never? never. I'm not, I've not had an entire cup of coffee in my entire life. I don't know if I'm really And you have two kids? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> How do you know if you don't like it? How do you your caffeine? (laughs) I've tried it, but I just, I don't like it. Do you like caffeine? Do you, do you get caffeine? I drink very little. I drink very little caffeine. So um, it just doesn't sit well with me. So, and I don't like, I don't like the taste of coffee. I've tried iced coffee, cold brew, hot coffee. I hate it all. So it's just (laughs) not my thing. My wife loves, my my wife loves iced coffee, but, and, and she likes hot coffee too, but I do not like it. Yeah. Do you like tea at all? Not really. Oh. Yeah. Well, um, I, uh, you know, I'm kind of like Jason. I usually go for something boring. Um, uh, Cheryl just walked in, so I had to wait. <laughs> but, uh, um, they can't see you, David. They can't see you. I know. I know. I could have <laughs> just kept going. Anyway, uh, I, I usually go with something boring. I usually ask for the lightest roast that they have because I don't Ooh. like overpowering um uh, coffee roast. Uh, one other complaint I have about coffee shop coffee, it's always way too hot. Uh, it's like, I'm going to drink this in 15 minutes because that's how hot it is. That's true. <laughs> Which I find fun the specialty about... drinks aren't hot though. Yeah. That's true. They do. That's yeah. True, well, you're adding hot. milk you're and adding other milk. things like yeah. that to yeah. it. But one tip about light roast is that it has a higher caffeine content yes. than a regular yeah. roast because yeah. they don't burn as much of it out with the beans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A coffee uh, shop owner told me that. Um, Maybe that's why I like Starbucks, folks. I like that burnt kind of taste. 
that See, I don't like the burnt taste. That's why. Um, but I like light roast too. That so do you like the Pikes, like the Pikes Peak mm-hmm. roast? Is that like the house roast you like mm-hmm. at Starbucks? Yeah. I usually get the blonde and I still think I get the blonde. Too, yeah. Um, uh, I still think it's too dark for me. <laughs> but um, but after I get used to like I had to like take a few sips and then then I can handle it. And I've kind of come around to iced coffees over the years, uh, especially in the afternoons. Uh, I don't want a hot drink on a hot day. So uh, <laughs> so iced coffees are a good alternative there. And I like the, you know, some of the sweeter drinks. Uh, it's just, um, man, they're like, uh, they're too sweet, I think. Uh, you know, like a, a cappuccino or something that's just got too much um too much in there like uh, if you put whipped cream or whatever on it so it's like you're having that's why i like the kind of just like adding a like a pump or two of vanilla to yeah. like your regular coffee it gets that like a little bit of like sweet treat but it's not the overwhelming like yeah. sugar rush like you're having a brownie or something. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyway all right well that was shameless just a fun plug, shameless plug shameless plug trader sure. joe has this really good new cold brew mix that danny's Ooh. been making my fiance and that so you add you add a little bit of cream in there and it's it's starting to turn me into a cold brew person. So do you have like a cold brew machine? No, it's just like this uh, instant that you just mix with water yeah. and whatever oh, okay. else you want to add gotcha. to it. So, gotcha. yeah. yeah, you like dilute it. Um, so you said cream. My new favorite thing is oat milk. Um, oh. It's a really great like milk, like cream substitute because it has like that thick, rich flavor, but it's made with oats. Oat, There's almond, s- coconut. So many milk. <laughs> so many of the cheese <laughs> All the milk. We're big this, coconut milk fans here, or coconut beverages, they call it. <laughs> I'm a monster from the 50s and I drink regular milk. So uh, <laughs> actually, I'm not from the 50s. I'm not that old, uh, but uh, I'm from the 80s. Anyway, um, anyway, uh, I will wrap this up. That was just a fun question to have a little fun after such dark topics as the state of the city and horse racing. <laughs> uh, so anyway lift your spirits there hopefully uh that's all we have for you this week before we sign off let's uh share our social media handles so people can find us online marty i'll start with you on this one <laughs> uh you can yeah you can find me primarily on twitter at bflu marty um tips are welcome there uh and if you want to ask me about top golf someone just did this past week still yeah. don't have any news we're waiting uh, patiently <laughs> to see what's going to happen next but uh hopefully news so. tips by the way not 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 yeah, financial not, tips <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just preferably news tips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also on LinkedIn under my name. So gotcha. just look up Marty Finley. All right. Uh Jason. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Scoop Thomas. And I'm on LinkedIn a lot, just under my name, Jason Thomas. All right. Uh Brooke, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at, at btimmons26. Um, and I have a Twitter account that I open um, and clear out the notifications daily. Um, so there's I'm surprised that. you get that I'll many see. tweets. No, it's, I don't I don't get that many mentions. It's Twitter trying to get me to use oh, the app. So it suggests yeah. things. Yeah. So um yeah. So I mean, so if you if you do send it, I clear the notifications daily. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet at me. Twitter. Stop being such a tryhard. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at dman3001. I'm also on LinkedIn, pretty active there. Uh, if you like this podcast, please consider subscribing on popular services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Thank you very much, Marty, Brooke, and Jason. And thank you guys for listening to us at home. And we'll see you.